Welcome to Ascend Sounds, a podcast developed by the creators of the Women in Technology World series, featuring thought-provoking episodes from guest speakers sharing their lessons, ideas and advice across career, diversity, technology and business. Thank you again for joining Be Your Brand's Own Publicist. I'd like to introduce your speaker, Annie Scranton, President and Founder at Pace PR to deliver the webinar. Hi everyone, it's so nice to be here with you today. I'm going to share my screen so we can get going for, uh, for the presentation. So let me uh, get this up here into presenter view. Okay, so here we are. So, oops. So, thank you so much for, oh. Sorry, yes? sorry, Annie, we can see your notes. You can see what? <laughs> I, we, can, we can see your notes in presenter view. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hmm. If you click use slideshow, that should be, that should. Okay, hold on. Let me just see what, how to do this here. Sorry about this. Um, if you cl click play from the start, it should go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that part out. Okay, here we go. So um, thank you so much for joining today. I'll be talking to you about what's BYOP, five steps for being your brand's own publicist. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I started my career in television. I worked for eight years in national network and cable TV news as a producer. Specifically, I was what's known as a booker. So it can be called an editorial producer, but in the industry, um, it's we're, we're known as bookers. So the shows that I was working on, I was responsible for actually finding the interesting guests and then booking them. Meaning I would call them, I would tell them about the show, I would ask them if they would wanna come on and do an interview with the anchor that evening or that morning, depending on what show I was working on. So my main charge day after day was to find interesting and compelling stories and then actually research and reach out to the guest who would come on to talk about that specific um, story. So during my time in TV, I worked for many different anchors such as Diane Sawyer, Deborah Norville, Donnie Deutsch, Aaron Burnett, so many others. I had a little bit of on-camera experience as well. So um, a little bit about me, I actually um, pivoted completely to a new industry, public relations, um, when I was about 30 years old. Um, it's not an uncommon transition for folks in the media or working in TV or print journalism to, trans, uh, to sort of transfer those skills to public relations. We're sort of just on the other side of the equation. So Pace Public Relations is a full service media relations PR firm. Um, clients retain us to get them booked on TV. So that's why what I mean when I say I'm on the other side of the equation now. Before I was reaching out to guests, now I am actively reaching out to producers, journalists, editors, podcasts, different media venues on behalf of my clients to get them interviewed, to get them prominently featured in the media. So Pace PR, I started it 11 years ago. Um, we are headquartered in New York City. We have offices in DC and LA. And uh, as I mentioned, we are a full service public relations um, firm. 
We focus on getting meaningful exposure for our clients across myriad industries, including the media itself, business and financial clients, tech startups, um, a lot in ed tech, healthcare, lifestyle. We really run the gamut, um, but the common denominator is that all of our clients are looking for that media exposure. So you all, all are here for five tips on being your own publicist. So these tips can really, I think, be translated to you personally, if you are trying to elevate your own personal brand, but they can also be translated if you are working for an organization, a company, a business, a startup that's looking to get some media exposure, and maybe you don't have the means yet to hire a PR firm, or you're just not there yet in the in the company or your own trajectory. These are some simple tips that, um, that you can implement to kind of get the ball rolling. So the first step is perfecting your messaging. This is really what it all comes down to. If you don't know how to describe who you are and what you do succinctly and to the point, it's going to be really hard for you to craft a, a well-written pitch that goes out to the member of the media. So the first thing is that you want to have your elevator pitch down. So for those who don't know what an elevator pitch in is, it's how you describe yourself within 30 seconds to your audience. So when somebody says to me, hey, Annie, what do you do for a living? I say, I get people on TV. I get them prominently featured in the media. And that's usually enough to kind of get people's ears perked, to get them a little bit interested. So you want to just be able to succinctly and right to the point say what you do. I could say, well, I run a full service PR firm that works with all different sorts of clients. But instead, by just drilling it down and say, I get people on TV and prominently featured in the media pause, wait for reaction. So that's what I would recommend when you're starting to think about your elevator pitch is to ask yourself these questions. Who are you? What do you do? What's your target audience? What is your unique selling point? Um, and then think about what's your attention grabbing hook. So the thing that's really important that I would strongly encourage and recommend is that when you're talking to somebody about what you do, you want to be able to share with them what's the ROI, what's the return on investment for what the person listening is going to get out of the conversation. Um, you know, it's there's not enough um, time in the day when people are just can have to just listen to you prattle on and on about what you do. They want to know what's in it for them. And why should they be giving you the time of day to listen? And um, the other thing that's really important to remember is if you're working in a tech startup or you're an attorney or you're a medical doctor or you work in any number of professions, there are likely a multitude of others within your space. So you need to be able to figure out what makes you stand out above everyone else? And so this is really, I can't stress how important this is because by perfecting your messaging, by understanding what's your unique currency, what is your unique selling point? So that way a potential client or customer is going to choose you over somebody else is so important. This also is of utmost importance when you're reaching out to the media, you know, um, as a former journalist, I can tell you that I got hundreds of pitches every single day. I have to imagine that now in the sort of time that we're living in, that's even more for producers are probably getting many hundreds of emails per day of pitches. If it's not really on brand and selling yourself in a way that's going to resonate with 
the reporter, but also with the potential um, reader or consumer of that publication, it's not going to get you very far. So take some time, ask your friends and family and colleagues and former colleagues, what is it about you that makes you stand out? What is it about you that makes you really, really exceptionally great at your job? And then you can kind of go from there in terms of writing and perfecting that elevator pitch, elevator pitch, which then will be turned into a real pitch that you'll send to the media. Um, the second thing is once you sort of understand what your core messaging is, that should be uniform across all of your platforms. Um, I get asked this question a lot from freelancers or people who are looking to pivot in their career. Well, how do I stand out? The first thing you should do is build your own website. So even if you are a freelancer or you're in between jobs or you know you are haven't launched yet your company, Build a website that shows the body of work you have done up until now and make sure that that messaging from the elevator pitch is front and center along with any accolades, accomplishments, um, client testimonials from either current or past customers or clients. And then make sure that every single time you write a pitch or a press release, you're referring back to that messaging. So that way, when you're reaching out to a journalist, you always have it as your core sort of sentence or two about who you are and what you do. This, of course, should be applied to social media as well. Um, personally, I think that LinkedIn is the most important platform out there um, for helping in terms of growing your own brand um, and also as a way to sort of just build your platform. LinkedIn, I also love because um, it's a great way to start thinking of yourself as a thought leader within the larger space of, of which you are in. So if you are working in AI, then you can use LinkedIn as a way to first see what is the relevant news in the AI industry that day. And then you can use LinkedIn to write a short sort of microblog, if you will, 100 words, 200 words, where you share the article of what you've just read. And then you can you know, say something to the effect of, as a professional working in the AI space, this article really resonated with me. And I think it's so important that we take these next steps to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Um, but it's something that I think will also help to get you recognized in the media. Um, a lot of what we do when you're trying to like sort of think of how to be your own publicist is, of course, you want to publicize the startup that you're working at, the company that you're working at, or you yourself want to get media attention for your own company or your own brand or what you're doing now. And, and that's great. You should pitch yourself. You should research the right journalists, et cetera, et cetera. But another way that we're really successful at getting our clients placements is by aligning our clients as subject matter experts and or thought leaders who can comment on big news stories of the day. So if you work in biotech and you know you can weigh in on vaccine distribution or wh whatever the case may be, it's a way for you to start thinking of yourself as that sort of subject matter expert and beginning to make inroads to building relationships with reporters, wherein you're not just saying to a reporter, hey, here's my startup, please write a great story about me so it can help me 
think of it as a way that you can be lending support to a journalist who is probably, if they're working at a digital publication, is churning out multiple stories every single day. They need sources, they need experts. So I would just say to um, you know, really do your research in terms of the journalists that you are reaching out to, and then let them know as we're going back to this messaging, why you are uniquely qualified to discuss this topic. Reference past experience that correlates to it. Reference, you know, case studies of uh, tangential um, clients that you've had in the past that can relate back to the story, or just simply offer up a really unique and compelling opinion on the story. If, if you know, the if, if the the vast majority of people think X about a story, then maybe see, well, could I make an argument for why we should be thinking about the the other approach, you know, um, obviously you want to always be honest and you want to, um, you know, speak your truth. But at the same time, if there's an interesting way to put a spin on something, that's going to get the attention of a journalist as well. Oops. So um, a tip that we've used for new clients or, you know, that we want to give out to folks who are thinking about targeting in the media themselves is to think about relevant trade publications in your sector. So for those of you who don't know what trade publications are, every single industry, whether it's healthcare, tech, um, you know, medicine and health, public relations, every industry has their own trade publications that are typically speaking only read by those within the industry. So um, targeting those types of publications can be a really great way to begin to raise your profile amongst your peers. Why is this relevant? Well, you know, if they see you in one of these trade publications, they may think of you to bring on as a freelancer. They may think of you um, <clears throat> to partner with on a specific project. Um, it's also just getting a placement in a trade publication gives you a nice <clears throat> piece of press to be able to put on your social media, to be able to share on your LinkedIn. It's automatically going to kind of raise your profile. Um, so I would say that this is just a great way to raise your visibility. If you don't know what your trade publications are, you can Google it. You can literally just Google tech trade publications or top tech publications. From there though, the real work begins insofar as <clears throat> you need to be able to get a copy of that publication or if it's online, really take your time to do the research because I can't stress this enough. You need to make sure that the pitch that you're going out to, to a journalist is very much on brand and on target with what he or she is covering. So um, what I like to do is spend, doesn't take long, maybe five, 10, 15 minutes looking at past stories that a specific reporter has written, going on her or his Twitter or LinkedIn and seeing what kind of things are interesting to them. Get to know them a little bit. This is sort of the benefit of having social media and having everybody's profile be somewhat public is that we can really now, with not a lot of time and effort, pretty simply be able to figure out <clears throat> what would probably resonate with this particular journalist. Um, from there, I would, I would recommend um, sending a brief email 
where you reference the fact that you have read a recent article or watched a segment or listened to a podcast that that particular member of the media has put out there and say something like, I read your last article on whatever subject. I really enjoyed it for this reason. I wanted to introduce myself. You know, I'm the founder of this startup. Um, we're doing some really cool stuff in this space. I also noticed that you often quote experts who can give, you know, an opinion on these different subjects. Given my past experience, you know, I would love to just uh, be available to you as a resource. Should you be looking for any other subject matter experts to interview or to quote in your stories? By thinking of yourself as by thinking of it as a two-way street with the media, it's going to help you get to your end goal a lot faster. And what by that I mean is, of course you want the journalist to write about you or your startup or the company that you work at, but think of it as a two-way street. How can I help this journalist? And you know, the way you can do that is just by simply researching the types of stories they do and the types of folks they interview, and then figure out how you fit into, um, into that rotation. The next step I would say is to think locally. So um, local media is, I love it. It's a great way to start getting some mainstream more consumer press and it's a nice stepping stone before you wanna hit up the national markets. Um, so by locally, I would say to certainly think of, of course, the city, the region that you are currently in, but also where did you grow up? Um, you know, where did you go to college? There might be local markets um, in those two areas that might be open to a success story. You know, local media is very different than say like CNN or Fox News or CNBC where they're doing very, very mainstream news, headline driven news oriented stories. Local news, they like to put a spotlight on, you know, success stories, local heroes, um, you know, cool companies that are doing things in the community to help the community in a variety of ways. So um, again, I can't stress enough how important the research element is. You don't necessarily need to sit there and watch beginning to end, week after week, every single local morning show, but go on the local ABC affiliate where you live. See what types of segments they're doing. Um, research what kinds of reporters fit into the specific niche that you're in, and then um, after doing your research, craft a, a short, but, you know, to the point and compelling email. Um, I would say with journalists, um, it is kind of important to follow up um, because it's not enough to just send one email. Likely they're not going to necessarily reply to just one email, um, but, you know, do your follow-up, send another email, um, you know, or, or start following with them and engaging with them on social media in a really meaningful way. That's going to help. I would not recommend calling. Um, I don't think people really like the phone that much anymore these days. And I would say after one follow-up, you know, they may not be interested, but it's okay to hold on to their information and reach out the next time there's an angle that you think could really work. Um, the next, the next step here is to just do your research and, you know, try to try to develop it in a way that's going to really resonate. So um, I've talked about this a little bit um, already, but 
know who you're pitching and what they cover. Networking and communication are key. So, you know, for me at my PR firm, I worked in so many different TV networks and different um, newspapers that I came into this profession with a built-in network. So that's why people retain us is because, you know, we're skilled at what we do, but also we can get the media to answer our emails and to get interested in the stories that we pitch. That's hard if you're somebody who doesn't have that built-in network already. But I would say once things start opening up, join different networks, go to different events where members of the media will be there. Um, You know, there's a lot of online groups and different resources where you could find to um, get involved as much as you can. Um, Doing this is just going to further increase your brand's exposure and help you to develop your contacts. I can't tell you how many times I'll pitch a journalist something and legitimately like one year later, they'll reply and be like, oh, I'm doing a story. I searched my inbox and I saw you pitched me on this topic. Are you still working with this person? Um, It's just about reaching out to people, staying in touch, but setting aside time every day to work at it. Um, If you're going to go the route of trying to do this yourself and not hire a publicist or a PR agency, you have to make it part of your daily routine, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day, every morning that where you say, okay, I'm going to look at this new publication and research reporters and follow them on all social media and start thinking if there's a way that I can pitch them. Um, And, you know, it's just, there's, there's, I can't stress enough the importance of the media um, in building a brand. There's nothing out there that's going to raise your legitimacy and credibility more than having an earned media placement, not something you paid for, not something that's advertising or sponsored content, but something a real journalist wrote at a real network, at a real outlet, a real newspaper, a real TV show. It's going to just help to put you on the map in a way um, that nothing else really can do. And that's the presentation. Thank you so much for joining um, and happy to take any questions y'all may have. Amazing. Thank you so much, Annie. Uh, That was fantastic. And a lot of practical uh, tips that everybody can take from there. So thank you so much. You said you said a couple of things there that um, actually resonated with me. Um, one, you know, talking about the number of pitches that producers uh, receive, um, we always say, you know, give us as much information as possible. Let us know exactly what you're in, interested in speaking about, um, and also offer a different viewpoint um, to what is already on Google. Um, I also liked what what you said about. Uh, you know, is it going to resonate with their audience? But on the flip side, uh, you know, I think if you're going to pitch to somebody, you you also need to know if it's going to make sense for you and also your brand, and if that if there is that brand alignment. Um, so yeah, so we're going to go through to the uh, Q and A, and so if you do have any questions for Annie, please do pop them into the chat box, and I will uh, uh, I'll read them off to Annie. Um, but Annie, how often should I be pitching my startup to the press? Well, I would say as often as news warrants. I mean, you know, likely if it's news within your company, it's not going to be that often because how often really is there news about your brand, your company, yourself that actually merits, you know, I'm reaching out to a journalist that could translate to a story. So whenever there's big news, you know, you're going into a new sector, you're launching a new product, um, you know, there's a really exciting new hire. Those are moments when you can reach out to the press. Um, But I would say if you're reaching out in a subject matter expert or thought leader capacity, 
it's okay to pitch yourself every week or sometimes even more than that, as long as the news warrants. And that's the most important thing is to see, well, if I'm reaching out to a journalist who's filing three stories every day on the exact topic that I'm uniquely qualified to speak on, then it's okay to pitch yourself a couple times a week because presumably that reporter needs needs people to interview and needs people to quote in those stories. So it's all about just doing the research first and seeing how often the reporter is covering, covering related stories to what you do. And then that will inform you as to how much you should be pitching yourself. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, we've got a question here from Mary Ball. Um, are there any specific sites or press sources uh, which are a good place to start investigating PR opportunities? Yeah, um, we um, use um, a system called HARO. It stands for Help a Reporter Out, and anybody can sign up for it. Um, you get three emails a day where their actual queries, requests from real journalists, producers, podcast hosts, et cetera, where they are looking to interview specific type of experts. Um, we read through them religiously. I do every single day. And there are often many different types of opportunities for our clients. Um, so that would certainly be one. Um, there's also... Um, there's also an outlet called Cision, and that's what a lot of publicists use. It is a database that has every single email address and phone number for every single journalist like on the planet, basically. Um, you do have to pay for it. Um, so it's not usually something that like a solopreneur or freelancer may have the resources um, to use, but I would certainly look into it because they often have also different um, virtual events or just different information about how to connect with journalists. And then the other website I would check out is called Media Survey. Um, it was started by a guy called Sam Whitmore and he interviews. You also have to pay for it. It's a subscription model, but he actually interviews different journalists and it's all about how to pitch, how they like to work with publicists, how they like to work with the media. And I found it incredibly useful. Amazing. Thank you so much, honey. How do you spell the uh, the second source? Sorry, um, we, we will include um, any resources as part of the follow up. But how, how would you spell um, the second source? Cision is spelled C-I-S-I-O-N. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, when is it a good time to bring on a PR agency to handle secure and press for my company? I mean, timing is everything. So it's a little bit of a tricky question to answer. Um, but I would say when you're launching, that that's the moment. That That's a moment to reach out to media. And if nothing else, you'll want to find a firm or a freelancer who can take you on as a short-term project um, to at least get the word out there in a constructive way about your launch. Um, you know, PR is a critical part of of your marketing plan, but it's not the only part of your marketing plan. Like, you know, and, and PR doesn't always necessarily equate to sales. It's gonna raise the credibility and the overall brand awareness and hopefully it will lead to sales, but you can't measure it the same exact way that you can um, related to sales is like direct advertising or advertising or direct marketing or something like that. So um, certainly budget needs to feel like you're in a good place where you're like, okay, I can take a little bit of a risk, a little bit of a leap of faith because, um, and the other part is when you have a story to tell, 
you know, when there's something that's really, really that you're, you've shown growth, that you have this amazing partnership that you're doing, you have this great, you know, division of your company that's leading efforts in whatever field, you know, think of it as if you, when you read your favorite sites like TechCrunch or Fast Company or whatever it may be, and you see stories about companies doing cool things, think to yourself, do I have a story that feels like that, you know, um, and then that's the moment. Amazing. No, thank you so much for that. Um, I'm afraid that's all the questions that we've uh, received today, but uh, thank you again for uh, taking the time to speak with us today and for taking the time to present. Um, as mentioned at the beginning of the webinar, um, all reg registered attendees will gain access to the recording uh, 24 hours after the webinar has ended. Um, we will be sending a uh, feedback form, so please do let us know uh, your thoughts on this session as well as on sessions that you would like to hear from us uh, in the future. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to attend, and thank you again, Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Follow us to stay updated on our latest podcast releases or for more content and opportunity to connect with the fastest growing women in tech community, head to ascend.women-in-technology.com.